so welcome everyone. Good morning again. Uh, everything, the weather, I don't know what the weather is doing lately, but it's like up and down. I right? know. <laughs> but I'm so happy to see everybody. I was thinking this morning, I am just blessed to be here with you guys. And I'm just, I'm just loving every single moment um, this morning with you and being able to just to worship with you and partake with you. Uh, so this morning, Pastor Robert had told me that uh, you, uh, he was teaching on the disciplines. And so this morning, I was asked to uh, uh, teach or preach on a Christian meditation. Christian meditation. So this morning, uh, we're going to uh, understand what Christian meditation is. And then we're also going to see the importance of Christian meditation in a believer's life. Amen. So when we uh, think of, so let's pray first before I get into it. I, I, love, I like to open up with prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this time with you, Lord God. We thank you for uh, what you're doing in our midst, what you're doing in this church, Lord God. May you continue to cause it to flourish, Lord God, and multiply in the name of Jesus. As we partake in your word, Lord God, may it affect our being, Lord God. May it affect our lives. May we not leave the same as we enter, Lord God. May we leave refreshed. May we leave with more of you. May we leave, Lord God, with greater energy, Lord God, from you, Lord. May we learn something this morning. May we leave with our souls blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, uh, so Christian meditation. So in today's world, if I say the word meditation, what's the first thing we think of, right? First thing we think of is a Buddha, right? <laughs> and we think of uh, the yoga style of Meditation. This is what we think of, right? And um, the reason that is, is because that's taught mostly. That is what mostly we hear about. And we think of, you know, that position where they cross their legs and uh, the, the teacher, the instructor is telling them to just let go and relax. And they tell you go, mm -hmm. and they just tell you to make a sound. Yeah. <laughs> like some, you know, uh, to, to, to relax. Now, people who usually do this, are looking for inner peace. Mm -hmm. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for inner peace. Or they're looking to de-stress. Their lives are full of stress and they're trying to de-stress. But what if I said to all of us and to whoever's listening uh, that there is a more powerful way to meditate and that is Christian meditation. And the thing with Christian meditation is that not only does it bring you inner peace, but it also will bring us to a way of wholeness. Amen. We're going to come to a place where we are whole. We're learning more about Christ. We are uh, deepening our relationship with Christ. It's not some superficial belief anymore it becomes something deep within us and that's what we're going to go into so uh scripture and god wants us to have these things and a lot more right um god wants us to have that inner life that reflects him who jesus is and uh so this is what jesus said right john 6 35 
This is what he said to his disciples. He said, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Do we think that Jesus was lying when he said that to us? It applies to us. He wants to have us have that type of life where we're fulfilled, where we're satisfied, we're not thirsty, we're not hungry, but we're full and abounding. Amen? Amen. And I believe that is what biblical meditation does for us. This type of meditation doesn't involve us to let necessarily feel relaxed, although it will, you will feel relaxed. That's just, you know, meditating in general, it has health benefits for us physically, okay? So I don't want to take that away from us, but it involves the soul, the spirit, and the body, and it's something that is very, very <coughs> active, okay? It engages our mind. You know, uh, it, the worldly type, well, I'll say worldly, worldly or other type of meditation actually focuses on emptying, okay? Christian meditation focuses on filling. Okay, this is going to be a big, big difference. So how do we practice it? You can actually do this anywhere and at any time. But if you're new to it, I would suggest that you take five to ten minutes and just make it a quiet time. That means that you have to quiet yourself, no cell phones, no answering texts, no, minimize as many possible distractions as possible, and just be still in the presence of God. Okay? And that's really a challenge nowadays. And I believe that one of the problems that we have as Christians is the multiple distractions in our world. And so we have to get back to some of these roots, some of these disciplines, because God says that he wants to give us a life that's fulfilling and abounding. So uh, this is what uh, we're, we're, we're coming to. So let, let's just take, um, for example, and you, someone, you can actually even do this in the bathroom. Right? You have kids that they're trying to get some space. Just go to the bathroom. Mommy's meditating. Daddy's busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me a few minutes, right? So we're going to take an example this morning, and we're actually going to use 1 John 4.18. And I'm going to take a piece of 1 John 4.18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. So, I would, so what do we do? We sit quietly, and as we say the words, we let the word speak to our soul, right? So we go, there is no fear in love. You let it sit on you. And then when you do that, you're gonna start hearing God speak to your soul. And sometimes things are happening that you can't really put your brain to it, but just let God do his work. And then you continue in the verse, right? The next part of that verse says, but perfect 
love casts out fear. Wow. God's love is perfect. And it lets me let go of my fear. And you just keep sitting on that. Then the next part. Because fear involves torment. And, and, and as you're, if you, even now, I'm sure God is saying something. Because what that, and then you breathe and you let go. That's it. And you just let it go as you're thinking about what God, because God is doing something on your inner being when that happens, when you think about it. And you just take your sweet, just take the sweet time with God's word and be slow with it. And then you just do it over again and over and say it to yourself and just sit and just let it go. Breathe out and then just let it go and give it to the Lord. And you're going to see that all of a sudden throughout your day, you're going to get revelation. Something is going to happen. You're going to hear God's voice. So we're going to get more into that. And you can do this as we do this every single day as we continue in the practice. You know, consistency is always key with this. Five, ten minutes. You know, if you only have two, then let it be two minutes. But let it be consistent every day. And we will realize that where we were 15, 10 days ago is not where we are anymore. We have, we're going to start walking deeper and deeper with God. And there is no time limit. If you want to do this, you, we choose to do this for an hour, by all means. There's no time limit. This is your, your personal time with the Lord, with the word. Okay. So the scripture that supports um, this is going to be Romans 12, 2. And it's going to be, I don't know if it's a bit, Romans 12, 2. And this is going to be the basis um, for today. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so our focus, I want to focus on the words renewing our mind, renewing our mind. So basically, meditation is thinking on something over and over. It's reverse worrying, okay? It's the reverse of worrying. We're going to do it over and over again. So I wanted to look at the word renewing. This is a very important word. And this word renewing is uh, basically showing us what happens when we meditate. If we look at the word renewing in the original Greek text, and this is sometimes important when we're wanting to go deeper and understand scriptures better. Some, and you could do this. On, it's really easy. You can Google it. You can look it up. There's apps uh, that are free that you could do this if you want to get a deeper uh, studying of, of the text. If we go back to the Greek original text, that word actually means renovation or complete change for betterment. That's what the word renewing means. Renovation. Uh, right? Okay, right? Exactly. When we think of renovation, besides the fact that it costs a lot of money, what is the first thing in, in, in renovating that we have to do after you pay the contractors? What's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to tear it down. 
they're gonna tear down the old thing that you have. Whether you wanna redo your kitchen, your bathroom, whatever it is, they're gonna tear it apart. It's gonna look messy first. They're gonna break down the walls, they're gonna break down stuff, they're gonna pull things out, and then they're gonna put the new thing in. This is what the meditation does. It's pulling down the old things and helping you build new things. This is why it's so important. So, so important. 2 Corinthians 10.4. What does 2 Corinthians 10.4 say? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for what? Pulling down strongholds. How are we going to pull down strongholds with the truth? How are we going to know the truth? From the word. How are we going to get the word when we meditate? Okay, this is why it's so important. And it's extremely understated. Christian med biblical meditation is so not uh, out there uh, as, as, I as I would like it to be. But it's very, very important. So we're going to continue. This is, uh, this is really just the foundation of what um, we're getting into. So if we're still not convinced about why meditation is important, I'm going to give us four top reasons why it's important for every believer. So four top reasons. Number one, renews the mind, right? Number two, it strengthens our inner man or strengthens our mind. Number three, it builds faith. And number four, makes us sensitive to the voice of God. So let's go to the renewing of our mind. That's number one, right? So let's discuss renewing our mind. So our scripture 12, two, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Okay, so one thing that we have to understand is that the mind and the brain are not the same. Our mind is part of our soul. Our brain is part of our human body. The brain helps us to process our outside. The mind helps us in our thinking, our perspective. It's where beliefs are, imaginations, attitudes, feelings. This is what our mind has. It's a transcendent world of thought. If we didn't have a mind, we would just be robots. Right? AI, artificial intelligence. They don't have mind. They have brain. They look human. The big difference between them and us is mind. Okay? That's, that's, and that's a big, big difference. So that means that our mind is based on what we process from our outside world, right? Our brain can actually feed our mind because we grab things, our experiences, we deduct things, we analyze things that comes into our mind. We read the books that we read, things that we watch, our life experiences, how we grew up, lessons people teach us, so forth and so on. Okay, so the second part to this, so why do we need to renew our minds? It's in our verse. 
Romans 12, 2, it says, why do we want to do that? Why is it important? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I think that the more that we do this, the more the will of God, his perfect will for our lives becomes clearer and clearer and um, available to us. Okay? Amen. Amen. When we get saved, and sometimes that's where some of us get stuck, right? When we get saved, we believe that Jesus died for our sins. We get that. We understand that he lives to um, take away guilt, shame, condemnation. But what happens is, as believers, is that we struggle still with our flesh, right? We still struggle with the old self. And the reason that is, is because we need the regeneration of the mind. And so biblical meditation is going to be a big, big um, key to helping us do that. Uh, biblical meditation regenerates our minds with God's truth. It brings us God's revelation and his way of being. That's his perfect will. Our mind should come to a place where we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will. Here's an example. We, you know, some of us have, have, been, in, have, have been saved for, some of us have been saved all our lives. You know, since we were little, we can't even remember exactly the point, but we know that we believe in God. But no matter how long we have been in our lives, Satan will try to make us believe that God is not good. And some of us will struggle with this a lot sometimes. And the reason for that is we haven't fully renewed our mind. We, so if you're seeing that sign that sometimes you question God's goodness, this is going to be some, one of your keys is to uh, practice more biblical meditation, to practice uh, scriptural meditation, because that will help you come against those lies. Okay? Um, and the renewing prevents the thoughts from being acceptable. That's, that's basically what it does, because it'll start, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you'll start having new ways of thinking. And so when the bad thoughts come, you go, wait, stop. No, it's not. That's a lie. You can more easily block Satan's lies. Right? Amen. I know. I, I, I pray that we're all understanding this. Okay, so some of the other symptoms that we have um, that we need to meditate more is what thoughts are running through our mind most of the time. Sometimes we don't think about what we are thinking about. Right? Sometimes we just, because we're so used to it, it's normal. Biblical meditation will help us pinpoint some of those bad patterns of thinking and start to pull them down. Anxiety, anything anxiety producing. Um, sometimes there's things in our family, they're family tradition, but they're not scriptural, they're not sound, they're not holy. 
And so sometimes they can be hard to let go of. And the way we can allow God to move more in our lives is by allowing him to break some of those down. And I know they're difficult, no doubt. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. 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 Thoughts that are from God. And I want, I want us to pinpoint the difference here. Thoughts that are from God will take us to his perfect will. Thoughts that are from God will take us to a good place. Thoughts that are from God will be acceptable to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's renewing the mind. So that's enough about that. So always remember that God wants to take us to a better life that he wants to give us, and it's just about us submitting and learning his ways through his scripture. So number two. Number two. I said I didn't want to get ahead of myself. Here's number two. So I was getting there, right? I was talking about the building. Okay. It strengthens our mind. Uh, Matthew 7, 24 to 25, I think really makes the picture perfect for how biblical meditation strengthens our mind. So it says, therefore... Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. How do we get there? According to the scripture, it says that if we do God's word, then we are building our house on the rock. And what does the rock represent in the scripture? This rock gives us the picture of strength, right? It gives us the picture of something unsinkable. And in this scripture, they're referring to Jesus as the rock. But in order to do God's way, we have to have it in our minds. Right thinking, right believing, right doing. Right? This is how we're informed. But it starts here. A rock means that something is stable. So uh, meditation is going to be a key component to building our house on the rock because we're using God's word to tear down strongholds, wrong patterns of thinking, unbiblical traditions. And what we are doing is grabbing the word, which is Jesus, and build, right? Because we're tearing down the old, we're taking the rock of Jesus, and we're building with it in our mind. And we begin to become unsinkable. It doesn't matter. Life, life is so unpredictable. Nobody can tell us, really. I mean, we could have prophecy. Prophecy is meant to encourage us. It's meant to keep us going. But sometimes things just take you by surprise. And we're going to need the rock of Jesus. No matter what happens, if we're standing on that rock, He's going to take us through, and we have victory. That's why when we're in church and we say, you have victory, it's because we know that we are standing on that rock. It's solid. 
it will not allow you to sink. It is a guaranteed more than 100%. So why not allow God's word to penetrate into our being? Amen. Amen. So that's the next part of this strength. I just wanted to throw this in here quick. Sometimes when, well, actually, before I go there, before I go there, I wanted to give this nice example. Because I, I thought of this, and I, I said, that this is, re- is really good, and it's kind of funny. So I'm going to throw a little story out here right now. And maybe you've even heard it. So grandma wanted to bring her little, her little grandson to church on Sunday. Okay, he must have been maybe six, seven years old. So he comes with grandma, sits down. But you know, six, seven-year-olds, they like moving around, playing, you know. Grandma says, sit down, we're in church. So he sits down, little boy sits down. After two minutes, little boy's up again. Grandma goes, sit down, we're in church. He sits down, he folds his hands. And he goes to his grandma, Grandma, I'm sitting down, but just know that I'm standing on the inside. (laughs) That's how we have to be when it comes to God's word against the devil and not be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Because on the inside, we know who we are and what we stand for. Amen? Amen. So, um, when we're looking at strength, strength brings stability. That's what we're talking about, the rock, right? Um, I wanted to throw this in here, Philippians chapter 4. We'll come back to it in a second again. Verses 8 through 9, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And what? The God of peace will be with you. It's a guarantee. See, Scripture never lies. The thing is that sometimes we need to do the inward work and allow God to do it. You have to allow. You know, we think that we, you know, if past, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that praying is not a good thing, okay, because we, we need to pray. It's important. But sometimes some things just don't come from just praying. We have to do the work. We have to do the inside work with, with God, with the scripture, and allow God to, to speak to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. So meditation allows the word of God to penetrate our soul so that nothing can move our conviction or move us out of God's perfect will. Number three. Let's go to number three. Number three is Christian meditation builds faith. 
It builds faith. So if we look back at our scripture, Philippians 4, 8 through 9, the scripture gives us categories of thoughts to keep our mind on. Anything else that we deviate is not going to be the best for our lives and actually weakens our faith. Anything else that is not on that list will weaken our faith. If we keep our mind on these things, it's going to strengthen, it's going to build our faith and strengthen our faith. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've gotten this before, so that's why I'm going to throw this in here. People have told me, Pastor Jessica, how am I supposed to do that? Bad things happen in this world. Evil is everywhere, and I hear bad reports, and I hear so many things happening in this world. How am I supposed to not pay attention to the news? What do you want me to be blind? No. <clears throat> Pastor Jessica doesn't want you to not be aware of your surroundings. It's just that, that we're not conforming to the world. So you're being aware of what's going on in your community. You're aware of the things that are happening, but your mind, your meditation is not on what's happening outside. Your meditation and our minds are on what does God say? What does God say about my situation? That's what I'm going to think about. What does God say about this problem I'm having? That's what I'm going to think about. If God says that he can do all things, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, then that's what I'm going to think about. I'm not going to look at how hard or difficult something is because God is going to give me the answer. Amen? Amen. This is the difference. This is going to be a big difference in how we walk, how we breathe, how, you know, we'll, we'll start glowing with Christ. We'll glow with it. And people are going to ask us, why are you so different? I don't know. You know, every time I come around you, every time I just feel, I feel good. I feel good vibes. Why, what makes you so like good vibes like that? Gives you good energy. And you can share with them Jesus Christ. It's because I know that my God is with me and he's guiding me. And he should, I don't have to worry like everybody else worries. I'm free. You see how we're going on that path of wholeness. Okay, so um, the other thing under building faith is uh, Christian meditation, Ephesians 6.16. This is the other thing that it does. Ephesians 6.16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. As we're taking our building and we have our, our faith is getting built up and we're able to take our shield of faith and then quench those darts of the enemy. You know, all this mixing that we're doing with Christianity and with the world, you know, we have to, we have to be able to decipher the two things and start making a separation from them. And then as you, as you go in it and as you continue to build, you're going to gain direction. You're going to gain his perfect will, your mind, your soul, everything. And, you, and that's exactly how I started in the beginning. We're just going to start um, changing on the inside. Another verse, if you want it just to have it in your pocket, 
uh, Psalms 119 verses 97 to 102. It talks about uh, meditating on the word day and night. Okay, so let's go to um, let's go to our last one here. Let's go to our last one here. Finally, when we meditate, we're going to learn God's voice and we're going to hear God's voice. Meditation is our key to knowing and hearing his voice. I got into a discussion with some of my friends about this because they're saying that a lot of people are coming up with like different things about what God's voice is, which is a little disturbing to be honest, I find it quite disturbing. Um, because if it doesn't match up with God's word, throw it out. That's it, it's plain and simple. If, you, we, can't, if we can't find a scripture that backs it up, that it comes from, then question it, is what I'm gonna say, question it. Because we can't be just saying things and moving and because that's something that the world and the devil is trying to confuse us with. And this is why biblical meditation becomes so much more crucial because we, in order to differentiate, we're going to need it. Because when we know God's word, we become familiar with his voice, right? It's the small, still voice. It's not something that's audible. But sometimes it's just like a knowing. You just sense it right in your gut. And you go, I know that's you, God. Right? Because we become familiar with it. And it begins to speak to our inner conscience. It's a gentle thing. Um, usually God speaks to us through our inner man or our conscience. He, so I'm going to also talk a little bit, just a little splurge. on. Uh, he can speak through visions and dreams as well. But the caution here is that not all dreams are from God. Not all dreams are from God. Um, and that's a, whole, that's a whole nother topic that we could talk about. But when we're meditating and when we're learning uh, more about God and allowing God to speak through us through his word, the more we can discern um, some of those things is basically what I'm saying. Um, if it doesn't bring God's peace, then it is not from God. When God speaks, you're going to have a sense of peacefulness. It doesn't bring, even if, it, even if God is giving you a warning, it doesn't bring anxiety. It brings peace. Because God isn't trying to hit you over the head. See, that's the thing. We have to understand that God loves us. We are his children. So he's not trying to grab a sandal to flick you with. He wants to guide us. So he's just going to tell you, don't go that way, please. Let's go this way. You may use the word please, but come this way. This is the way I want you to go. 
I don't want you to go this way. That, that's how a father speaks, right? He doesn't hit you over the head and say, don't do that or I'm going to, right? He doesn't really speak that way. He says, and he might tell you, if you go this way, it's not going to be good for you. Please, I want you, I want you to come this way. Follow me and do this. So in conclusion, I'm closing up now. In conclusion, meditation is an understated Christian practice that is very crucial to a believer's life and faith. It strengthens our inner man, renews our mind, builds our faith, and makes us sensitive to the voice of God. My prayer is that we develop the practice of it more and more in our life. Amen. 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 That's what I have for you guys this morning. Um, and I wanted to um, close off with prayer this morning. Because I know it's, uh, it can be daunting. It can be daunting. But I want us to be that, that little boy that just goes, nope. I'm not going to go there. I'm not doing that. So I know, I know who I am and I know what I want to do. Because God has told me to. Okay, so let's pray this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Give you praise.